0: Fit for Life Radio, episode number 73. I'm your host, Gary Deagle, here with Will Shively. Hello. Sipping on his wah-wah. Got that coffee. Today it's a little storm rolling through while we podcast. It's like napping weather. We should have done this in like our PJs. I know. Feels like one of those summer storms. Mm. It's like a little humid out. Curl up on the couch together
1: and do the podcast.
0: It's like... So cloudy that it's you know just way dark. Eight thirty in the morning and it's super dark. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And this week we're coming at you with some good facts and good knowledge and information on what makes weight loss sustainable. Probably we probably touched on it throughout, but this one will be direct. We'll be following along with a little article, little research review. That was done on weight loss. But before that, let's check in with any uh, light, like uh, life happenings. Life? Which for me, a good life happening was... Your squirrels? Well, the squirrels. <laughs> I don't want to talk about squirrels. No, nah, you don't have to. I want to talk about the um, Instagram dude who makes the songs? Oh my god. Off of like Facebook comments. Threads. They're the so best. So just random like comments and stories that people have. He sings them. I don't know why, man. It's just They're just hilarious. And they're kind of like new. It's like a new angle. So nowadays, you know, there's so much of like the same stuff. Mm-hmm. So when you get something something fresh just Something good. fresh. And part of it's like he's super talented.
1: Yeah, like he's a really good singer.
0: So he can sing, he makes you know the music and the beats and they sound a lot like And it cr- flows like really well, it's a yeah. good song. So if you're wondering Pull it up here. It is uh Who's this guy? So on Instagram, I think he's like originally on Snapchat, but I don't know anything about Snapchat. I don't so. know either. Snapchat and TikTok are like foreign worlds to me. But it's Lubalen. L U B A L I N. Lubalen. Luba and he has, yeah, this, I think he has five or six of them where it's, I can almost see it being like the new age, weird Al Yankovic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's just talented and it, they're just hilarious, man. I feel like when you do the first one and it blows up, then you're like, mm-hmm. you have to do more. He even then got Jimmy Fallon Stop was it. in on one. They're so good. I like the whole. Hor- but how do you keep that up? I mean. At what point do you have to move? Here's to something a great thing. Too? There's an unlimited amount. Oh god! Of comments. Of comments. You don't even have to find funny comments. You just pick anything, anything, and then put the song to it, and it, And then at that yeah. point,
1: I'm sure people like submit them to him, like, "Hey, yeah. dude, check these out," and then you don't even have to look for them anymore.
0: Luba Lin on Instagram. If you need some laughs,
1: you yeah, need a, yeah,
0: yeah, a curveball from the uh, seriousness of everything. Everything. So now we got the chuckles out the way. Shared our little, you know, ch- we, we didn't want to hide it from you, keep it from you. The chuckles. Yeah, yeah. give it a... So let's dive into weight loss, sustainability. What makes it happen? How do you keep it off? Well, so essentially there is a <coughs> research review where they took a bunch of research and studies that have been done on weight loss. They researched the so research. numerous of these things and dug in with the details, right? So... What were these people doing? What did they have to do? What led to weight loss? What led to them gaining the weight back? You know, so all these things, and essentially what we want to share are all the takeaways. All the takeaways. Yeah. Which is going to be strongly confirmation bias. <laughs> I mean, it is. Because they're going to line up a lot with what we preach, right? Um, which is great because we think in general, hopefully, we're leading people in the right direction. Absolutely. And this helps confirm it. And I think we'll help push along the fact that this stuff is the simple basics and things that are easily overlooked. So some details are kind of like what made the cut when we say, obviously, when you're doing studies and research, you have to have like hard hard line numbers. So when we say sustainable weight loss, So, basically, that meant weight loss was essentially anyone that lost at least 15 pounds or at least 5% of their initial body weight. Sustainable meant keeping the weight off at least one year, but a lot of these were also for five years and seven years plus. So, those are kind of like the minimum thresholds of what is weight loss, what is considered sustainable. Now, the average participant. So, kind of again, from numerous research, numerous studies that then this one thing kind of put together. The average was. So, I just gave you the minimums. The average person participant lost sixty-six pounds and kept it off for more than five years, which I think is. I, I mean, mean, sixty-six pounds is a lot. Yeah, that's legit, and that's really uh, a good. You know, we could even make it nicer, even numbers and say, yeah, realistically, if you're looking, if you need to lose 50 pounds and keep it off for five years, which essentially, if you can make it to five years, you're... you're like, it's,
1: just, it's basically a lifestyle. You're good. Point, and yeah. actually,
0: what this stuff found was, actually, the threshold is two years. So, if people keep the weight loss off... For two years. For two years, they typically, they're good. They end up keeping it off long-term. If you gain it back or start to gain... Within two years, most of the time, people gain it all back. Yeah. So, again, reiterating something we always preach is, you know, well, slower weight loss, It's there's nothing wrong with it. Because a, a lot of times if you lose it too fast, you're just going to gain it back anyways.
1: Because
0: yeah. um, remember, if you lose it slower, it normally means it's a more sustainable approach. Mm-hmm. And you're also not losing as much muscle. It usually muscle. sticks
1: way better yeah. when, you, when you do it slow. Even though it's not as
0: fun, I um, I personally prefer that people do that. Yep. And as you see, I think it, it's because the stuff that makes this all work is super just habitual stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, no, it's nothing magical. Um, it's, it's really surface It's stuff. the stuff you do every day yep. is all it is. So some more fun stats that they learned, <sighs> and we'll break each one down. So of, of this group, so the average person, 66-pound weight loss, kept it off more than five years from all these studies and research. 90% exercise an hour a day on average. So, my, our takeaway from that is you need like doing something makes makes it, uh, makes a habit easier. Yes. Right? And now, obviously, this can be as simple as walking, uh, you know, going to the gym, basically just doing something like a daily movement habit yeah. is it. Because what I found is if you, if you tell someone just to exercise or do something like once or twice a week, it's hard to make it a habit, right? Mm-hmm. Doing anything like once a week. So that's why we're big fans of walking because it takes no equipment, minimal time. You can just step out your door, go for 20, 30 minutes. Minimal walk. intensity, super chill. Um, so just carving out that time to do something, to move your body is yeah. obviously super helpful. And I think to go along with that, this isn't really, I don't think, backed up in
1: the study, but just something that you know I've observed over the years is when people have like a daily movement habit mm-hmm. or even just like start working out, usually they'll start to make a little bit <clears throat> like better decisions in terms of food without even like a plan. I'm not saying it's yeah. going to be perfect, but they're generally just a little more aware because like, Oh, I'm doing this activity every day. And so it usually helps nudge things in the right direction or, you know, it's better than when they weren't doing anything at all yeah, um, or don't have that, that daily movement. So it can be a little bit of a, a catalyst for, for nutrition as well without specifically addressing that. Yeah.
0: And this is where you have to understand it's, it's a few things rolled into one, and as you mm-hmm. see, we'll, as we, we'll do a podcast in the future on some stuff coming out on, it's going to sound like it's contradicting, but on how exercise has little to do with weight loss, yeah, right. From a just super physiological standpoint, yeah, it's it's mostly diet. So like the direct, oh, I'm training hard. This is helping me lose weight. I'm it burning does, calories. Burning calories. This it it really um doesn't doesn't work the way we think, no. right? which we'll dig into separately. But again, what this says is moving your body has obviously tons of benefits, gaining strength, gaining heart health. But I think the most important is, you know, it, it feeds into just the overall active lifestyle, which then, then it's more motivating to eat healthier. Um, it kind of, our bodies are made to move and it helps us process nutrients and food better. So that's why it seems to be a keystone habit is because it's, you know, you want to have the holistic approach. Number two, 75% weigh themselves regularly, uh, and 44% do it every day. So now this one is obvious because, shoot, doing this 15 years, I don't think I've ever met anyone. So say whether it's over a year or five years, 10 years, 20 years, and they've gained weight, which, you know, isn't their goal, that was then weighing their self regularly, right? Because it, it often becomes out of sight, out of mind yeah so just the simple fact of weighing in most people like no one wants to watch their self gain Get 30 heavier. pounds yeah. and here's the reality if you are you have to re- weigh in seeing that happening mentally your mind's going to go to what's causing that mm-hmm. like you you'll kind of know right on a daily basis you'll be able to think oh you know i know the things that are tre- make- making me trend that way but if we're not weighing in, it's not quote-unquote kind of happening, we're not seeing it happening, then it's easy to overlook things and then, yeah, fall into bad habits that encourage that. So obviously, weighing in brings awareness, right? Yep. And obviously kind of similar to that exercise. Weighing in is not just stepping on a scale doesn't make you lose weight. Nope. Right? So you start to see these trends of like things that actually um, don't actually cause weight loss, though. They're super related to... Losing it and keeping it off. So and that's because they're basic lifestyle habits um, that can be done consistently. Yep. So move your body. Weigh in. Number three. Now this one will be is a good one. <laughs> it is funny, it falls in line mm-hmm. just with the other two. So seventy-eight percent eat breakfast every day. Right? Now all the intermittent fasting bros and, and girls are gonna, you know, get real real Real, their uh, heart, their heart rate and yeah, blood
1: pressure is going up. Heart
0: rate is going up. They're getting real, real pissed off. But look, and I, we've seen this working with people in the real world with clients. Yes, we know. Like I know. Like we say, calories, protein intake—that's all that matters. Meal frequency. You know, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Which and it's true. You can lose yeah, weight physiologically. And you, it doesn't and you matter. Can keep what it off time forever. Eat. Never eating breakfast. For right? sure. It's just about the total day over time. But then it's like, what does breakfast do for your day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when you look at this, you're like, man, eighty percent—that's a significant amount. So what's going on here? Yeah. So I, I think it's because you—you know—you start with, we'll say a,
1: I'll say good meal, but we'll say you know like a, a lean protein type meal um, to start your day, or you know mm-hmm. whatever's uh, on track for you. You're way more likely to continue that through your day. You're starting on a bright note, yeah. and you feel good about it, and you're way more likely to continue that. Um, whereas if you don't, maybe you're a little more hungry, you're yep. a little more likely to make a not so good decision in terms of your goals. Um, so it just, yeah, it starts you off literally like in a positive
0: place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that snowballs. Yeah. And l- when you look at these three things, right, you could, ex- let's say the person exercises in the morning, look how they're starting their day. Yep. They could be starting their day with, w- if you think about starting your day, you go and you weigh in, you know, oh. you're, ho- you're holding yourself accountable. You jot that down, you know. Then you go, you get a workout in. Boom. You know, then you then you go and eat breakfast, or you could have ate breakfast before yeah. or right when you get back. But, but essentially, dude, that's three. You start. You're knocking these things off. Now and you're believing it. And you're like, oh, I'm this. This is my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. How do you think the How do you think your decisions the rest of the day are gonna? Yeah, go? the
1: rest of your day is gonna be great. Whereas if you didn't work out, yep,
0: you didn't do anything. You didn't. move. You didn't weigh
1: yourself. You didn't move. Like, and this is you know not to knock people that work out in the afternoon, but just as an example, yeah, like you're not gonna be as you know, positive or make as good of a decision. You're not going to feel as good about everything that you do. And if you talk to people that like to work out in the morning, like I really
0: enjoy the early morning, dude, I'm just more productive. I feel great. And there's less to compete with your time. Yeah. There's way less obstacles. So all these things become, they're easy habits doing them in the morning because you have like, what else are you going to do when you wake up? Like, yeah. You're inside your house. You're naked. Yeah, Weighing in is like one of the only things you can do. So say you waited to do all these things till the afternoon. Um, well, I'm going to skip breakfast and then you're going to be hungrier. But then your food options are going to be maybe you're out and about, right? So you're going to have less chance to have something good. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you know, you intend to exercise, but now, you know, say at 5, 6 a.m., what else is open? What else do you have to do? Not as Nothing. much. 5 p.m., well, you know what? I might have to run these errands. This store's open. My or the, kids got to be here. Someone invited you to dinner. Um, yeah, there's just way
1: more. I know that's why at, at our gym, that's why people like, you know, the morning cruise extra consistent because there are no obstacles and then you notice in the afternoon people can be a little more variable in terms of like the times that they come just because stuff comes up sometimes it's out of your control that you have to work late or the freaking tunnels clogged up and Mm -hmm. you know you can't get through
0: and so there's just way more barriers the later your day gets so there we go there's three big things right there number four or 55 percent had help losing weight from a doctor, nutritionist, or program. Boom. Another thing, obviously, we believe in. We're literally a coaching program. And we just see that it helps create uh, an environment and community that has people on the same page, right? And people need that support. Mm -hmm. And like this says, over half the people had some kind of help, right? Doing it alone is tough. It really is. Very tough. Yeah. Um, And then another interesting one, 60%. Eat the same way on weekdays and weekends. So that kind of boils down to just still like keeping a habit. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's not like two distinct things. It's like, all right, this is my habit of how I eat every day no matter what. And I would say if we had to pick one common, most common obstacle and roadblock. Weekends. It's weekends. A lot of people do really good during the week. And then they kind of, you know, the weekend just gets out of control. Like a switch
1: flips and it's like. Nothing matters
0: on the weekend, and then yeah. you go back to normal on Monday. Yep, and think about it—you could probably argue that a lot the people that do that and end up struggling, maybe they don't do any of that stuff. Hey, you know what? Weekends, oh, I went out, felt you know, you don't you sleep in, don't eat breakfast, don't exercise, don't wait. Maybe those things fall off too, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, they not probably just do eating the same, but all the, maybe some of those other habits fall off, and then you kind of don't have. Um, you almost feel like, oh, I'm off. Might as well just throw caution yeah. to the wind, right? And then or we th- see how those little habits
1: make a really big difference in the long run. Where you know, if you maintain those on a Saturday and Sunday, you're going to make better decisions. Even even if you go somewhere with your friends or whatever, you're still you have a way better foundation than if you just, you know, don't do any of those habits. Yep.
0: So yeah. So again, those specific stats were from a oh, wait lost weight control registry that had tracked more than 10,000 people who lost at least 30 pounds and kept it off at least a year, right? So those are, yeah, some great findings, and they parallel with what we've seen yeah. with our coaching program. So then back to the kind of the cohort of taking all of this research and s- studies from multiple places, combining it, what, what did we find? So essentially the researchers identified 10 themes that came up repeatedly from the studies, And yeah, we're going to go through them. So you can think of these things as basically what they found determines sustainable weight loss. One through 10.
1: Number one.
0: Number one. Continuous self monitoring. Examples of that self weighing, tracking calories and portion sizes, pre planning meals. Mm.
1: I think we're on to something.
0: Yeah. Literally. What we recommend, and specifically when we do nutrition coaching with people with, like, are my goals weight loss? That's all I care about. And keeping it off. Sustainable weight loss. We have people do this every day. Every day? Track their calories. Weigh in. And then the biggest thing, habit we ask them to work on is meal prep. Planning
1: of some kind.
0: Yeah. So literally then taking all these weight loss studies for people who were able to lose weight and keep it off. What was the number one thing the researchers found was like the biggest key, literally continuous self-monitoring, which basically the examples of that are, again, weighing in, tracking calories and portion sizes, pre-planning meals. Dude, just awareness and planning. Those things right there are going to be the biggest factor. Number two, continuous external monitoring. Examples being participating in support groups, Getting feedback from friends or professionals. Boom, Boom. having a coach or a support group. Right, coach community accountability community. support. Right there, number two. Doing it alone is almost is trying to do it alone means your odds are not as good. Yeah, and it's, right,
1: yeah, possible, but it's
0: better with other. So people. and it's crazy because I mean that's that's literally. And again our goal as a business is to help people succeed, right? Yes. And over the years we've made mistakes and you learn and you evolve and we're we're we want to evolve to like what gives people the best chance. And yeah. it's, it's cool because these are the things we've identified. Like people need to take control of their nutrition, they need to have accountability and support, coaching accountability, support. Mhm. Right? And those are the top top factors. Yeah. Uh, and then then again, you could almost look at that as like a macro De- yeah, I think Detail, so. like yeah. support, accountability. And then some micro details are, so that's on a, like a bigger spectrum time, right? Then some micro details of like what actions, what actions can you take? Um, cali- you know, track your food, meal prep. Track yourself. Weigh in. Um, then number three. So this is where it gets into this stuff is very important and it's actually kind of the next level Of what we try to work on, but it's very hard because it's kind of like abstract, you know, and that is intrinsic motivators. Intrinsic motivators are number three. So one thing, so some examples they list are feeling more confident and taking advantage of new social opportunities. Uh, We always, what we kind of push for an intrinsic motivator is like finding your why. Yep. Your deeper why. Not just I want to lose weight. Yeah. Why do you want to lose weight? I want to feel good at the beach. Well, why do you want to feel good at the beach? You know? Yeah, and just keep digging. So I want to have more confidence in how I look and also how I feel so that, well, why do you want to have more confidence in how you look and feel? I want to have more confidence in how I look and feel so I can exude, you know, have a positive vibe that my daughters or sons pick up on, Mm -hmm. right? So now now we're getting somewhere, right? Started as weight loss and now it's, Basically wanting to set a good example for internal confidence for your, your kids. kids. Yeah. Right? And then you could go even deeper. Well, why about that? Because I want my kids to grow up confident in how they feel yeah. and in the energy they put out in the world, right? And then, boom, five Ys on that fifth one. You got a great reason. Um, so finding those intrinsic motivators, that's number three. Number four, ex- extrinsic motivators examples higher social status and sense of belonging less weight stigmatization so this one exchange motivators i mean look uh, they're not my biggest favorite thing because nah. but I, I you know thinking about it now it, it doesn't matter it though. gets a lot of people started right yeah. that kind of people ah, they have that motivation or you know the example higher social status and sense of belonging. Yeah, people want to feel like they're a part of something, right? Mm-hmm. So say you're um you know into CrossFit, right? And obviously oh well we all do these workouts together and we all eat this way to support our training, which then leads to a certain body composition. And when we're all in this together and part of it um you know and you or with any team or with uh if you're in a book club, right? What do you all do? You all read and talk about mm-hmm. it. So you know Trying to find these social status situations, something to belong to. It's, I mean, it's human nature.
1: Yeah, and I think it's not the the biggest factor, but it is a factor. Yeah. And you know? think
0: about it. If yeah, your extrinsic motivators to like you don't have anything health related, yeah, you're not going to fall into any of these habits. Yeah, uh, or have any desire to. So that was number four. Number five: self-defined goals. Examples, setting targets for physical activity, continuously adjusting goals. Yeah. That one's pretty, you know, self-explanatory. Pretty straightforward, yeah. Um, a lot of people do that. You know, whether... People are actually really good at making goals. It's, it's really, you know, outcome goals people are good at making. Digging in with the um, process goals. Process goals are harder. Or the challenge. Whereas really... Which this this list shows, right? Because you could argue that number one is are essentially process goals, yes, meal prep, weigh in, food journal, like those are the things you actually do mm-hmm. um, whereas defining your goals is just okay, talking about it, yep, um where do I want to end up, but still got have it to start, yeah, six externally defined goals, so this would be like following doctor's guidance, reaching targets set by support group, um okay, yeah.
1: So if your doctor says you need to lose 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. Which is
0: a con- the older we get, the more influence that has because people yeah. worry a little more about their health and what their doctor's saying, or they or have you more issues mm-hmm. that you know then motivate them? Absolutely. So that's six. Seven, intrinsic challenges. This would be dealing with stress and unforeseen life events like death or divorce. Oh. Um, which yeah, you know, that's I mean, it sounds rough, but one of the most common things we see when guys come to coaching, especially if they're like over forty, is either they had a heart attack, their dad had a heart attack, yeah. something super drastic.
1: Yeah, that's a really big
0: one. Um, and then they're 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 trying to deal with that, right? So, divorce, same thing. You know, a lot of men or women and recently divorced, they're they're super motivated by that, dealing with those intrinsic challenges oh, yeah. of like. Am I worthy or have I been out of the game and this is going to be a struggle? Oh, my gosh. And that motivates a lot of people. Number eight, extrinsic challenges. But you see as we go how less concrete everything gets, Mm -hmm. you know, less dependable. Oh, yeah. Whereas the early ones, I mean, rock solid. Rock solid. Uh, So the further you get down this list, the more you see, like, they can be a little more fleeting. Mm -hmm. Extrinsic challenges. Staying on track during holidays and celebrations. Navigating an unhealthy food environment. That, I mean, I would say... I'd say that's higher up. Those, and I would say those are two, two of the most common things yeah. we see. So really, if, if I was to just pull extrinsic challenges out of this list, I would then rank it as the number one roadblock and obstacle for people. Yeah, is yeah, These things. Um, navigating an unhealthy food environment, whether that's at work or at home or at both. I mean that's that's it right there man. That's yeah. most people's biggest biggest roadblock. Um, and then holidays celebrations these typically that the, the, those events in and of themselves aren't really a problem. I don't think so. The problem is the derailing. Yeah, and the days
1: and weeks and mm-hmm. months following holidays where you can't you know eat your normal
0: day. Yeah. And, or then you have that quote-unquote bad or off day and then mm-hmm. it just You feel bad and turns into months. Which is,
1: again, why having those, like, keystone little tiny habits daily help, you know? So say you have your, I don't know, Christmas dinner or July 4th barbecue, right? Get up the next day, still weigh yourself, still maybe go for a walk, have a breakfast of some kind, you know? Like, you're going to be way better off because you just, bam, right back at it and didn't miss a beat. Whereas you get up late you don't weigh yourself, you don't do anything physical, Mm -hmm. you're just way more likely to continue with how your July 4th went maybe
0: than getting back to what your normal day looks like. Yeah, that's a great point. And think about how important that is the next day. Yeah, You have your July 4th, you're crushing white Oof! you're crushing hot dogs and hamburgers and pasta salad. I'm getting excited just thinking about it. I know, I'm ready. Mm. I'm so ready now. But then the next day, you're, what do you do you draw on a line in the in the july 4th sand mm-hmm. do you go yeah and then get go for a walk to get your exercise in like will said step on the scale have that healthy go-to breakfast now guess where do you think you're you think you're more likely to be back on track or if you don't do those things yeah what's your day going to look like
1: and it wasn't i mean none of those are very difficult and we're not even saying
0: like go lift weights
1: or work out hard mm-hmm. Let's go for literally a free, go for a freaking walk yeah, around
0: so, the neighborhood step outside of your house don't even have to cook. Grab some Greek yogurt. Yep. We put some berries in there. Easy. Boom. Done. Breakfast. So, extrinsic challenges. Number eight. Here comes number nine. Encouraging experiences. Feeling okay. like a new person, getting compliments, finding and taking advantage of new opportunities.
1: You know, those are important. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think they kinda maybe go a little bit together with support, but it doesn't always happen from your support. Um, yeah, like someone at work's like, "Oh, have you lost weight? Or you look great, whatever." Yeah, man, that can make like completely, you know, accelerate you, um, you know, in terms of mindset and mm-hmm. and results. You know, just those little things. People recognizing that hey, you're working hard and putting in work, and that's dude, that's encouraging.
0: Number ten, discouraging experiences. Feeling lonely, isolated, and deprived, living in fear of regaining the weight, dealing with criticism. Now, this one's interesting because this is what I notice, for better or worse, does motivate a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a good place to be. It's because, not. Yeah, like a lot of people will lose a bunch of weight, and then they just operate in fear, like still fear of food. I, I don't want to gain the weight back. Yeah. Uh, I don't. You know. I don't know what people will say to me, but. I mean, you can see this factor, this um, discouraging experiences, as you see it in a lot of realms, mm-hmm. right? Look like at Tom Brady. Yep. You know, that dude just, the chip on the shoulder motivates him forever, right? Um, I think that's how a lot of people are. A lot of, like, successful, super successful people, like, with their careers, same thing, like, chip on their shoulder type mindset. Yep. But, I don't know, man, it's just a, especially when you're, you're then something <laughs> like, Weight loss, which is such a lifestyle thing with like eating and exercising, like to have, I feel like when you have this chip on your shoulder, just dis- discouraging frame of mind, everything's negative, right? Yeah. You're not doing it because you enjoy it or out of like this place of gratefulness. It's more... I got to do this more anger, anger and angst. And um, again, it works for some people, but it's also the lowest on the list. I think
1: that's one that may get people started and keep them going a little bit, but you have to progress past it. Like you have to make a shift at some point to where that's not your, you know, that's not your main motivator or your why or or whatever. And it's gotta be something
0: else after that. Gotta be. And really I'm, we're fans. Let's shift to these top two, you know, let's shift to, to focusing on your actions and getting that supportive community environment. Yeah, I mean that. Those are the biggest ones. Yeah.
1: You know, like motivation. You know, comes and goes, and but your habits are always gonna be key. Yep. Whether you're motivated or not, like they just have to be there. And we keep them really simple for that reason. Yep. You know, because if it's if it's really complex and you have to jump through hoops to do a habit. It's just... You're you're not as likely to do it. So having those really simple things just makes it a whole lot easier to maintain on... You know, when you wake up, and you're like, man, I really don't want to do that. Like, there's days where I wake up and I'm like, man, I don't really feel like working out today, but it's what I do and I go and it's great. Yeah. You know, like, some days are just like that, but, you know, it's like brushing your teeth. You don't just wake up and be like, you know what? I actually don't feel like brushing my teeth today. You're going to brush your teeth. Mm. So... If you can hear that, there's a thunderstorm going on right now. Yeah, the thunder. Mother Earth does not want to brush her teeth. Nah, if you and if you hear weird noises, the rain on our metal roof. So the pitter patter. It's not not your speakers. It's
0: it's us. It's not you. It's us. So two takeaways. Remember, I mean this. These are yeah key things from looking at numerous studies and research. That's what. Yeah. For keeping for having sustainable weight loss and some takeaways are. For one, acknowledge your challenges. It's not easy. It takes time. And yeah. honestly, the real challenge really isn't losing the weight. It's keeping it off. Yep. And there's going to be roadblocks. And another one is celebrate accomplishments. I, like Again, we think it's better to be more in that positive m- mindset always. So instead of kind of like looking at all the discouraging things, like, celebrate the little victory celebrate maintenance right you get yeah it's easy to celebrate losing the weight but then all of a sudden you're able to keep it off for a month six months a year two years five years 20 years (laughs) celebrate that maintenance make that you know feel like an accomplishment because it is yeah and i I think
1: that's something people overlook way too much
0: way too much and then kind of the anti to all this is you know the quick fixes short-term stuff is not the, the way. Nah. You know? Um, like we said, the, a key thing they found is if you keep the weight off for two years, you typically keep it off long-term. If you don't make it two years, it's not going to happen, right? So if, instead of doing these more habitual things, like finding support, having a program, weighing in daily, meal prepping, moving daily, so if, instead if you just do, I'm going to, Whatever the fat, some fat diet is. I'm going to eliminate all this entire food group. Or I'm going to go hard 75, right? I'm going to do all these things. every Everything. I'm going to do 15 new things starting today from drinking a gallon of water and, you know, doing a thousand burpees and, you know, it's just not, it's not going to work. That's not the way. Nah. Because can you keep that up for two whole years, right? Because often what happens, even though it's not true, is we'll, in our mind, like, if I can't, do this like this is the only way I can lose weight and maybe you will but then if you just know you can't keep it up you're just gonna resort back to all your old habits yes right but imagine if instead of losing all the weight in two months you literally just start weighing in every day meal prep once a week move your body for a little bit each day yeah and then lose the weight over a year you're gonna be like oh I'm here, and you're,
1: you're, and you're not gonna like. It's not gonna be abrupt, you yeah. know. It's just kind of happens gradually. And, and you're doing these things, and
0: then, then they're just what you do. Yeah, right. So then that's that's the key. That is the key. It's simple. Mm. I love it. Well done. It's so, fun to
1: see the research kind of confirm. Yep. Like almost a a lot of things that we found over. You know, well, I mean, ultimately, past our, however many
0: years, what we do since we, is research you know I mean yeah we keep track of everything and you see what works what doesn't work what certain people do what certain people don't mm-hmm. and again and then working with a big population of people you see the law of averages right like yep. you see you are not gonna have a hundred percent success rate right? but no. so what man this approach worked for a small amount of people you know ten percent of people succeeded 90% failed oh this approach Seventy percent of people succeeded. Thirty percent failed. So that's probably better. When we're looking at when we do challenges and work with people individually, and we start to notice these things, you know,
1: what works for most people, and you know, and generally we'll start applying that more broadly.
0: Yep. So then, what works in our little world, you start to see the parallels from Mm -hmm. other studies and research and places, and the common stuff starts to stick out, right? Yep. Yeah, and really, like, we're going to do what works. That's yeah. it. Like,
1: I don't care what it is. If you found out the eating mulch made you lose weight and we're the healthiest, we'd probably tell people to eat mulch. Yeah, You know, that's just what it is. It's got to be a lot of fiber in there. It does,
0: man. Clog so, you up. Mm, so, sustainable weight loss. A lot to take in, but again, and this is what you probably hear every week. Some. Weigh in every day. If we, uh, if you could only do one thing, I think that's the bi- the biggest one. It would be that.
1: Cuz that'll cascade a lot of other habits. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's I mean, what's the ob- what's the obstacle besides mental, right? Mm-hmm. It's cheap. You can get scale for $10. Yep. It's at your house. It takes no time. Yep. Like that's it. If you can't do that, how are you going to do the, the harder stuff? Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Buying groceries, meal
0: prepping. Yeah. I'll even give it to you like mi- we can just tell you go meal prep. Technically, oh that's just one thing to do. Not really. Because it's a lot. <laughs> it you're gonna have to go to the store and buy the groceries. You're gonna have to if you don't know how to cook at all, you're gonna have to learn how to cook.
1: Then you have to plan what you're you gonna know? have. You're gonna have on to plan what and... you're
0: gonna make. You're mm-hmm. gonna have to kinda separate it out, portion it out and then, and then eventually, eat, you know, eat it. Yeah. And avoid eating other that's stuff. A
1: lot, that's a lot, actually. So. A lot of layers. You know, that's
0: kind of the last of the, the big three. Whereas,
1: you just got to step onto a scale and look down.
0: Yep. That's it. And then food journal, food tracking, you know, a little more detailed.
1: Yeah. But again,
0: once you get these things down.
1: They're so simple. Once so not you to scare you establish away. them
0: Yeah, let's break it down. Weighing in every day takes 15 seconds.
1: Yeah.
0: Food journaling, food tracking, once you know, you get it down. Five minutes.
1: it's I mean, honestly, like my uh, mine's real simple. Um, I'll plug my stuff in in the morning or evening, yeah. like the night before, dude. Like honestly, like a minute.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Everything's you get,
1: already in there. I know what if you I'm eating similar eat.
0: stuff. Yeah, that's. Um, but even we'll just
1: yeah, give it a minutes. super
0: generous buffer. We'll say ten minutes, yeah. right? So no, we'll say nine minutes and forty-five seconds. Yeah, let's do that. So that with, with the weigh-in, we're looking at we're 10, still ten minutes, ten minutes a day. Then meal prep, an hour a week. Yeah you can go a long ways once you get it down, get some basic meal prep stuff down with an hour a week and then let's even give the hour the rain's coming down. This rain is it's coming down hard. Let's give an hour for the grocery shopping right? Yeah I think that's fair. So two hours a week. yeah Now would we say 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes 10 so 70 ooh, almost mm-hmm. 70 minutes plus the two hours a week. So essentially three hours? A week. A week. Out of how many hours? A lot. That's all you got to find and give. Let's hope everybody can hear this. Yeah. This might, hey, be, our, this might hey, be our sign. Let's just turn this episode into meditation.
1: Yeah. Just roll right into just something. Hey, we'll go get Ben. All you right. Can get y- him to talk All right, it. guys and
0: girls. Find a comfortable position. Lay down. Breathe in through your nostrils. Exhale and release all that tension. See your thoughts float past. Don't judge them. Hear the rain pitter patter pitter patter. <laughs> <laughs> what do y'all think? Should we? I thought I, you did that too well. Add an episode each week. Just a little meditation. A little meditation episode. Rain in the background. Mm.
1: Damn, I gotta go grocery shopping in this.
0: <laughs> I don't know. See, you're making fun of my sandals, but now I
1: know. Now I'm gonna have wet shoes that I should have worn sandals. Yeah. Damn.
0: You're like wearing sandals in the rain, man. I'm like, oh, we. It actually it, makes it, sense the now that the shoes not it. get wet. In yeah, the rain. yeah. But now I don't have socks to get wet. Yeah. They dry quick. All right, everyone. We're gonna. um we're gonna, Now that meditation's over, we're gonna peace out because this rain keeps getting louder. So, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got some good takeaways. Reaffirm some, you know, actions to take. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if you need anything, want to work with us, you need help, you need that support. If you're in Newport News, Hampton Roads, Virginia, Coastal Strength and Fitness, our gym, come check us out. We also do nutrition coaching online from anywhere with anyone. Virtually, you could you can find that at uh, GaryDeagle.com. There's some links. Um, or through our social medias as well to the nutrition coaching yeah all right everyone all right see you next time
1: as always thanks for listening guys if you want to learn more check us out at coastalfitnessva.com or garydeagle.com we'll see you next time